Welcome to From the Woodshed, where we talk about all things Maine, all things Maine cabins, and all things Maine related. Coming to you from the Kennebec Cabin Company, home of the Maine Cabin Masters in Manchester, Maine. Open year-round, stopping for live music, delicious food, and cold beverages before or after your visit to our retail location. From the Woodshed is brought to you by Nelma, see the stamp, trust quality. Hammond Lumber Company, our building materials supplier, and Benjamin Moore, the official paint and stain supplier of the Kennebec Cabin Company, only available at locally owned stores. We're wicked excited to get started, so let's head on in. From the Woodshed, I'm Chase Morrill. With me as always, Ryan Eldridge and Maggie Morrill. Hey guys. Hi. We're here to talk about all things Maine, all things cabins, all things Maine cabin related. You can find us at KennebecCabinCompany.com, MainCabinMasters.com, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Kennebec Cabin Company YouTube channel. Check out our online store at shop.kennebeccabincompany.com. We always want to thank our sponsors, Hammond Lumber, the official building material supplier of Kennebec Cabin Company, Nelma, Northeast Lumber Manufacturing Association, and Benjamin Moore, the official paint and stain supplier of the Kennebec Cabin Company, only available in locally owned stores. Our guest today is Jay Cook from Maine Insulation Systems. Perfect. He uh, keeps us nice and warm and cozy in all the cabins we get spray foam in, so it'll be great to talk to him, get a little more information. Get he a makes little, us look good. Get a little technical on him. Especially this year. Yes, yes. Doesn't he come in big this year? Yeah, we have a project that was a geodesic dome, and he... You know, bring in the experts because we saved our butts. We Let's were stumped. Say. Yeah, saved our butts. Knew exactly what it needed to finish that exterior. Came out great, and yeah, we love working would, with them. Would you say it was one of the biggest transformations, it, visually wise? Yes, in a, in, a, in a more of an aesthetic way. You know, like <laughs> how do you even say it? <laughs> I don't. I don't. But even the know. good thing is, you got to watch the episode tonight. I think, right? I I bet it's going to divide a lot of people whether they think it's attractive or not attractive i mean it definitely wasn't attractive when we started and i don't know if the outside's necessarily attractive I... it's a huge transformation right 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 yeah 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 i mean no you yes. know what i mean like yes. it, it will be interesting to see people's reactions to it yeah so yeah let us know what you think about it yeah we didn't <laughs> <laughs> it, it's <laughs> we know it's not for everybody but it was a cool project and it was yes a very unique building and it's going to be a great episode. Yeah. And it will, yeah. He saved my butt, to be honest with you. <laughs> I guess I know one, but. That's all right. Yeah, Jay's been with us for quite a long time now. Yeah. It'll be fun talking to him. In the meantime. Yeah. How were your senior pictures today, Maggie? They were good. It was like a beautiful day. It was, was, like not was a beautiful day. Cold, so. Where did you do them? Um, Winslow Memorial Park in Freeport. Oh, that's pretty. Mm -hmm. It was pretty. How many outfits did you bring? I think I wore like four. Who went? Me, Nicole, and Nori. Oh, Nori went. Mm -hmm. Did you do any photos with Nori? Yeah, it's like very unlike oh, like nice. four pictures. Excellent. How many she, photos did she take? Like she takes a lot of photos. A lot. Yeah. Did you get to see any of them right away? No. No. Oh. I mean, you've seen how good she makes us look. Man, you are <laughs> going to be beautiful. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the calendar. Like it's amazing to just watch a professional. You know, like the calendar pictures and stuff. Like some of those pictures are really. I mean, they're all really, really good. But to 
just we would to live it and then to see it on translate. Yeah, you can't beat a person at the trade. No, nope. and I can't take a picture of the translate. Right, and that that's, that's true with Jay Cook as well. Right, <laughs> right. Um, I feel like we haven't been together for the longest time in these seats. It's been a weird year, huh? It's been a while. Yeah, I think last podcast was with Jedi, right? Months ago. Yeah, you were sick, so Jedi yeah. filled in. Oh right. Yeah, everybody's doing good. Everybody's healthy. Yeah, we um, yeah, with the Lewiston thing happened that event. Yes, so we just wanted yes, to say, you yes. know, thinking about everybody and in times of darkness, it's amazing to see how state came together and all the stories of true amazing Mainers, you know, and like, just how supportive everybody has been, including the fans, yeah, including the Magnolia Network. You yeah. know, they reached out just to make sure everybody was okay, and you know, we all appreciate it. And I don't think anyone was okay at first. We, we all never thought we were always no. like that won't happen to Maine. You know, like no. it was a gut punch. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. For but sure. We're gonna rise through the ashes stronger and yeah. better than before. Absolutely. Yeah, new episodes are airing now. So Yeah, what else is going on? Woodshed's clothes slowing down, yeah. tourist season's slowing down. Everybody's getting ready for winter. So there are so many like different license plates still coming up as I was driving back from Freeport. Really? They're still here. <laughs> They're still here. It's freezing cold. <laughs> but there's no snow on the ground yet, so maybe that encourages people. Yeah. So yesterday at the job site, Dixie kept being like, oh, this is weird. Like, I feel like the way, yeah, I feel like yesterday it was cold and it should be. Like, what? what is normal like this time of year? 40, like today was warm, but like mid-40s, right? Like, I don't know. I don't either. I don't think there is a normal anymore. Like, no. So Doug and I were talking, but like in the eight, I don't know. I don't remember correctly, but I feel like in the seventies or eighties, like it got below freezing Thanksgiving. Snow was on the ground, and it didn't come above freezing until Easter. So we always used to have Thanksgiving at the industry town hall, where we're going this year, right? Where we're going this year. There's a tiny little pond across the street. And every year, it was always a question of whether or not we were able to stand on that pond. Did you try every year? Of course. <laughs> you make it sense to go first? <laughs> yeah, I think you always started out by throwing rocks. You know, if if there even was ice, throwing rocks onto it and see if those hold. Mm-hmm. And then typically we'd end up, I think we'd end up just shoving Ravi out onto the ice. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's where we'll be again this this Thanksgiving. Or we'll, we'll get back to you on the ice test. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know there was a pond there. It's tiny. Like, teeny tiny. Hmm. So, yeah. It was always hit or miss whether or not. I like it. Something different. I've never been there. So I'm excited. you never been there? Nope. Yeah. Oh. I was a Wayne. When were we? Well, we were there recently, weren't we? I didn't think I missed Last it. Thanksgiving. We were playing. Where, do we play baseball? Yeah. Ash, Ashley and I were uh, out of the country. Thanksgiving's ago. Two th- Thanksgiving. We were in Greece last year. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Two Thanksgivings. Ago. It was warm that day too. Yeah, but I think we were throwing rocks on the ice then too. I was playing baseball. <laughs> this is riveting stuff, right? <laughs> right? Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's the time of year where the holidays come. The days are short, but it just flies by. Flies by, and we're still trying to get some cabins wrapped up. All right. Deadlines don't change. Nope. But yeah, it's been a good. Good season so far. It's been a weird year. Yep. With the weather and everything. And like, yep. Oh, and big, big news. 
Fletcher got a haircut. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like short? Like yeah. short, yes. short. But I mean, he looked, he went from like this, like, being a kid to being like young adult. Yeah. No, like. He oh, it's cool. it's wild. It, he looks really different. <laughs> but speaking of that, we got some cool stuff for um, Christmas. You know, don't forget about that. Oh, yeah. We got lots of new stuff coming into Kennebec Cabin Company. Check out our uh, website. A 1,000 or... piece puzzle. Yeah. A 1,000 jigsaw puzzle. 1,000 piece jigsaw puzzle of us. But then, what like, are we doing? all these locks. Yeah, it's a really it's, hard puzzle. It's like, yeah, if you if you love puzzles and you want a challenge, this is the puzzle for you. And if you finish it, send us a picture, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break. Um, we're going to watch the video, and after we get back, we're going to have our buddy Jay Cook here. Nelma has a beautifully re-spaced shed. We use all eastern white pine. We use a ton of it on the cabins we do because it's a natural, local, easily sourced. Beautiful. Yeah. And you can treat it in so many variations that it's it's great. And you can use it made in ways. Yeah. That's how you throw the wood at it, Chase. So roll the pine right at it. Today we have our friend Jason Cook. What's this company called, Chase? Main Insulation Systems. <laughs> Jason, uh, we'd like to start this out with our water, coffee, or beer. Uh, let's go with the beer. Perfect. Right. And today is brought to us by Allagat Brewing and uh, North Star Stout. Yeah. Stick with the theme. <laughs> Just well, a dark one. It is a dark one. I like it. I like your coasters too here. You like that? And your glass? They the glass is a take home gift. Oh, I love it. Nice. So let's let's yeah, let's start right at the basics. Where do we start? Yeah. You've done you're pretty much our spray foam guy. Yeah, man. Tell us a little bit about company your company and when you got started and where you're based out of. Sure. So I'm based out of Madison. My shop's in Madison. Uh Main insulation systems. I started, they bought my first rig and I was trying to think of that. I think it was like 13 I bought my first rig. So 10, 11, 12 years ago, something like that. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, I think the first job I did with you guys was the Pillsbury camp, right? Oh, up in uh, the forks. Up, up in the, the forks. Going yeah, the forks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes, 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 yeah. I don't know how long ago that was. but That was season two. That was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Is that how we got our big claws in India? That was it. That was it. Yep. <laughs> Mike Pillsbury called me out and said, I need a project done. And it was a Friday. and needed it done by Monday. So I said, sure, let's do it. And yeah. And look where it got us. It's a good move. Good move. <laughs> and what's funny is, you know, now we go back, we got a lot of friends from the Sugarloaf area and uh, a lot of ties other than that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And is this your busy time of year? This is the absolute busy time of the year. Uh, November is, you know, everybody's getting ready for the winter. Seems, Seems like, like that, that, that first, first cool day, day in August, August you, know, you know, and popular leaves are starting to change a little bit. bit. The cold air is coming down, down. The phone just goes off the hook. And yeah, yeah November's a busy time. time. You know, and, uh, usually pushes on through to like January and then kind of, kind of slows down, down a little bit. bit. And can you, I mean, I kind of know the answer to this, but can you spray foam year round? You can, you can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the critical things are substrate, substrate has to be 50 degrees you're spraying against. You have to bring everything up to temperature. 
it's, it's a challenge. challenge. I mean, it's, it's you know, you know spring, spring foam is always tricky. There's always, there's always some element you got to deal with. You know, temperature is definitely a big one. Moisture is a big one. You know, the best time to really spray foam is in November. That's, That's kind of a tough time. So I like going in the woods in November and kind of coming up a busy summer. Wait, wait, why is November the best time? You know, you know it's, it's usually drier. September, October, November. You know, yeah, you know this time of year is starting to get a little colder. But, you know, April, May, it's usually pretty moist and wet. Summer, it's so hot. It's just, you know, you're spraying 120 degree foam on a hot day. It's never any fun. The dead of winter stuff because it's reasonable. But, but I saw you in some new technology this year. I don't know, those hot days. days. Yeah. The ice packs, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some, yeah you definitely get to have the ice packs and August days. Because with spray foam, you guys are full gear. gear. You don't want to get anything on you, so you are head to toe. Yeah, with fully, you know, full suits, gloves. We have ventilation packs, hoods on. The biggest thing is if you're up in a cavity, it's usually. An uninsulated cavity, and on a hot day, if it's 90 degrees outside, the sun beating on it, you're spraying 120, 130 degree foam. It's pretty warm. You drink a lot of water. The ice suits work pretty good. Besides, like, dehydration in the physical body, does high temperature affect the spray foam itself? Oh, sure. Yeah, everything. You know, too high a temperature, just exothermic reaction of the foam. Splitting, splitting issues, it's actually, actually you know, there's danger issues catching fire. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, there's, there's, there's some issues. A lot. You certainly, certainly want to have your ducks in a row when you're spraying foam. foam. Uh, and, so, and so, it's a two-part two part system. system. It is. And it's, what, what are, are the two parts? parts? So, so there's, a, there's a resin, there's a polyiso. A and B. An a and B, yeah, yeah. The B is a resin, and the polyiso sirenate is the chemical one. So, so the B is the resin, resin yeah. and, and that's, that's more of the, because the resin can be made out of different, different, different blowing agents, different, uh, you know, we're getting into the chemistry of it, I don't want to misspeak here, but it's, uh, it's, it's a blowing agent that, uh, the, the polyisocyranate is actually, that's the, you know, like a lot of the different spray foams you use that your old cells, your blow cells, they'll use the same B side, uh, but your B resin is really going to give you different home to spray. And, and uh, oh, so, so B-side, side, I mean, I mean A-side's side more, more of the standard across the board. It is, the absolutely. The one that can kind of it is the one that has all the stuff that uh, makes it different home. There's just different classes of home. Just like a record, B-side was always a more funky. It was, it was. Yeah. But, but so when, let's, let's go back. When you say rig, you mean you have an enclosed trailer, and you, and you have compressors in there, and then you have your two tanks. Right, right. Yeah, and they each have, have an injection pump. pump. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Every, every rig, every standard rig has a proportioner, which is actually like the, the brain of the machine. And then you have a pump system that goes through your drums. And, and your air and everything's coming through. Compressors are running through the air, and there's a, you know, you got the, the basics of it is you got A and B coming out of two separate lines, coming at 1200 PSI, going through a heated hose, heating up into 120 degrees, going through the reactor, still separated. Going, going through, through ran through the hose, then, then it hits that gun, gun and goes through these two little teeny pin holes on the end of the gun when you pull the trigger. Chemistry happens, those chemicals come together and boom, and come out. What got you into that? You know, I've kind of always been in the trades, always been in. My dad was in construction, I always worked with him. I was working full time, I had a 
had a had job, job, I had insurance, I had a second child, and realized I could make money, so I started insulating. I bought and sold a lot of distressed material, found a bunch of insulation, got into the insulation business, bought my first rig, because it was like, hey, spray foam. I kind of taught myself how to spray foam, which is not the way to learn how to spray foam. I just really go and train, and then I got proper training a few years into it, and it's been a pretty good job so far. Did you know Chase, Chase had the history of spray foam? He had a little ring back in the day. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I don't even know. Think of a bunch of problems. It was not my father's and my uncle's. Sure. And yeah, I just got started to help him know whether. That's what happened. We sprayed a couple of buildings. It was small. I sprayed my garage. Yeah. 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 But you have to be set up for it every day to do it. It was a very, 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 it was like a few steps above the problem. It's, 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 it's a hard, hard you give you a new part time, time on, 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 on the side. And safe. And safe. Yeah. 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 And you're and running, running two rigs? I ran, ran two rigs all, all summer. Keep up. up. Yeah. 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 I just sent them. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had some state of the art. We had an accurate dynamic rig we used. Some of your jobs this year. We used that all summer. It's a great rig. I actually think about other rigs and some of that equipment this year. And I have my standard. Yeah, yeah, so, so we, we did, did a project, project with you. you. The episode might, might we'll be close, close to nearby by the time this episode, episode comes out. But it was, it was you, Jesse Dome, Dome, and it, it was, was beyond a challenge. Today's is the, the, my, my favorite project I've done. It was so unique. So that makes me so happy. I was just asking what you would. In this first, first year, two pieces, I did it. Would you have Danny Depp on God? You know, I'm kind of, I, I get myself in trouble. I'm always, yeah, let's do it. But that, that one was funny. funny so I remember when we first got it. You told me about it. I'm like, what the hell is this thing? But it was a perfect application for what we used. You know, the three pound ball with the ball you get on the she a lot of that stuff, and it was, you know, it was a pretty funky design. Yeah, yeah so, so it was a hand-built custom U-Desk dome. It had, had barn boards, and boards and all the insulation, insulation everything, everything was on, on the exterior. exterior. So, so it had, had spray foam, foam from, from the 70s, 70s, I would assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then coated with, with some, some sort of stucco, stucco yeah. gunite, yeah, yeah, something, and then reports. Tarts over that, lots of cracks. So Jake definitely came in and saved our butt. Reform everything and put, put a product, the polyurea, on top of that. You can build a polyurea, which is actually a roof, uh, it's a roof material, it's a top coat. Uh, we're getting into a lot of roofing, well, not a lot of roofing, probably 20% of that business lately, but then commercial roofing, which is a top coat. It's just it's just just long roof stuff. You know, it's, it's like it's like, like rhino line for yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just do some residential camps. camps. Why not? Sure. Sure. Spray, spray the whole thing. Spray the whole thing. You guys want waterproof camp? Yeah, that's why it's water over it. I mean, you were not artist on that dome. Do you think like the dome was all wind? Like, oh, never in a million years did you build that. Yeah, I mean, the way you got that stuff in and coated everything, it just. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you saved, saved, saved our butts for sure. Yeah, yeah, we were, we're pretty psyched how it came out. It was, uh, we were scratching our heads on it, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was perfect, perfect application for it. So. Nice. nice. Now, now, back, back to, that to that polyurea. So that, that's part of system as well. well. It is. So, so is that the A and B? Is like, like, there's there's an A and B, I don't really know the chemistry. But they're totally different than the spray foam? Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. 
Yeah, yeah you, you can't, can't cross the two. You can't, can't you know, you, you you know, know like, like a two-pound foam, foam and a three-pound foam, foam, no problem. You can you can mix a little, little bit of that together, but the urea and the spray foam have to stay away from each other. Interesting. Why is it the only place we saw spray foam was in old domes? Like, think about like. But the third, first, first 30, 30 years of my life, I saw it a couple of times. It was the, these old domes, and it was the sun was hitting it. Man. They, they knew what they were getting into. So, it, it, yeah, <laughs> it was in the 70s. It yeah. was really popular, and yeah. then it kind of disappeared for a while. You know, it was, I looked at that foam on that dome, and that foam was pristine. It was, mm -hmm. you know, we really looked it over. It didn't look like it deteriorated much. It was, that, it was the old poly... Uh, Isocyanate, you know, mixture. The stuff we have now is HFO foam. It's uh, more environmentally friendly, obviously for good reasons. But that foam held up it, for seventy since the seventies. That foam held up, and you know, I think through the there was a big push in that time to spray foam. Well, the start of it, then some stuff happened. There was some bad product being put out there. Some people who shouldn't have been spraying foam sprayed foam. Spray foam got a little bit of a bad name. People steered away from it. There was off-gassing. You could do searches online about bad spray foam, and you know there's nightmare scenarios because it has to be a one-to-one -one ratio, and it has to come out at a certain temperature to make good foam. Gotcha. To make, if you gotcha. don't make good foam, it deteriorates. So what actually causes foam to deteriorate? Bad mixture. Bad off, mixture. Off operator ratio. error. Operator error, yeah. And, but... Exposure to the sun, like oh, yeah, yeah. If it's exposed, yeah, yeah, it'll sun will deteriorate it. But sun, we, sun will deteriorate. You know, XBS foam board, sun will deteriorate like anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's amazing. Not only that does it insulate, but I mean, it really. Some of these old camps that we've kind of cobbled back together, it just tightens them up. It makes them yeah. bulletproof. Like the bucket A, you know, we we picked it. We could <laughs> we wouldn't be able to move that if we didn't spray foam it and then we spray foam it and just dragged it right over oh yeah when we jacked the thing up first time you jack one spot and only one rafter would raise up right it's structural for sure yeah i remember sure. we uh got it spray foamed and then we moved it over we got a spray foam before we set it on the foundation we moved it over to the foundation oh, yeah. set it on the foundation and there was one corner where there was a good two inch gap and like oh it'll settle it still has it still yeah. hasn't settled yeah. you know we filled it in with more spray foam over time but sure, sure. It, that stuff locked it in nicely it's structural for sure yeah. now do they make a spray foam for soundproofing you know your open so closed cell spray foam is not a good people ask me that all the time can we spray these walls that dense stuff is what sound travels through right yeah so spray foam two pound spray foam closed cell very dense, not a good soundproofing, and it's super expensive. Open cell spray foam is just that. It's open structure. Sound, better sound deadening qualities, and yeah, open cell works better, but not as good as fiberglass you know, gotcha. or something that's lofty. Yeah. And in terms of our value, open cell, closed cell is? Closed cell is like an R7 per inch. Yeah. Open and cell is R3.3 or 4 per inch. You know, honestly, we're in zone 6. I personally don't even mess around with open. Well, cell. I was going to ask, yeah. why would somebody use a it's lesser cheap. art? Oh, you know, I mean, I, I can get myself in trouble here because some people like to spray open cell. I personally, you know, yeah, perhaps just by saying I don't use it. You know, I mean, there's applications for it, but not on exterior walls and in, in where we are. Because even though it's cheaper, you need twice as much to get the same R value. Half the R value, half the money, with all the problems, mm. in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> now, as far as leaving spray foam exposed 
you know, like you also, if, if it's exposed, like in a living space, you spray it with some sort of fire. So by code, yeah. Intumescent paint has to be covered in, in any, any exposed area. And actually the code now is even behind tongue and groove, they're saying they want it sprayed with an intumescent paint because there's no, if it's drywall, no problem is a 15 minute, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's, um, yeah, is interesting. Some codes are that way. Some aren't, but yeah. Yeah. Fee around structures. Fee around structures. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's, um, it's amazing. Like to, to, to see the difference in like a house that has spray foam. Like one of the first times I really saw that it was my parents had a house built like 2005 and um they didn't spray foam the, they, the walls in the basement weren't covered and they went in and did from the box sill down below the frost line and it knocked like a, one tank of oil off a year I'm you sure. know because oh, yeah. people yeah. don't realize a house is gonna breathe so you have your yeah. ridge vent or your gable and vent and that heat rises and it will it'll pull that moisture out of the through the concrete yeah. Yeah. and um you know it's, uh not only does spray foam have high r value per inch it's also it seals everything up yes you know? these homes you go into a home they'll have 10 12 air exchanges per hour you should have three you know you can spray foam and knock that essentially what you're doing is your that conditioned air that you're pay money to heat the home is leaving at a lesser rate so it's you know it's costing less money and it's pretty much critter proof would you agree i we haven't found anything that really likes uh, to eat it i wouldn't say that you know <laughs> i wouldn't say yeah, that Mag- maggie yeah. would oh that's uh, yeah. maggie yeah. would attest yeah. to this yeah. <laughs> so they yeah. do like it a little bit but. they like it you know it's not but you know like under camp is ideal look you know if you're going to spray foam anywhere under camp is the place to do it fiberglass never works right it's rockwell doesn't work critters just crawl up in there you know gravity takes hold it falls down you know, mice aren't going to live in it, but they're going to travel through it. Yeah. Ants. Sure they'll, are. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, you know, uh, ants, you know, they'll find their way in it. It's not like, they, you know, I haven't seen a huge problem with that, but it's just a pest situation. Nothing's really credit proof. Yeah, yeah. So when we first renovated our house, you know, we had a, had it the whole, whole, gutted the whole thing. And my aunt and uncle said, you know, invest the money in insulation and windows. So we spray foamed it. And the guy... He was like, best thing you can do, because we have an old stone foundation. He's like, spray the basement, spray the foundation. I'm like, I, I fought it. I fought it. He's like, do it, do it, do it. We did it, and it was. It was the greatest thing. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. It just sealed up all the gaps, kept everything out. It, Yeah. There's a reason why Efficiency Maine and these efficiency yeah. programs want to pay to have that done because it's, you know, basements, they say 20, 30% of your heat bill can go through a basement wall. Yeah. You have an uninsulated basement wall, uninsulated mm-hmm. floor. Thermal dynamics, hot goes to cold. It's just they want a thermal break on that. Yes. Yeah. Now, can you explain the difference between a hot roof and a cold roof? Because a lot of the camps, when we renovate them and use spray foam, we'll just have you spray foam everything and no venting. And we get that question a lot. Yeah, that's a, that's a big question people ask. So a cold roof is usually with your air permeable insulations. Uh, it's usually between studs. Um, and typically it's... It's your drywall, your insulation, your proper vent, and then your check. So that way, if that hot, moist air that you're living in goes into that wall, it's able to go through the wash. That's a cold roof. That's a cold roof. That's a cold roof. A hot roof is you're insulating right up against the roof deck or on top of the roof deck with usually a closed cell foam, and there's no venting at all. It is, it's a warm roof. Total separation from the exterior side to the interior side. So you don't need that venting to pull the moisture. You don't. There's, with closed cell foam, there's no, at two inches, there's no dew point. There's no air movement to that wall. So there's no need for, for any kind of air wash or proper vent. 
And then that's another good question. Um, so in the walls, you recommend a minimum of two inches because that frost, you know, if a nail, you put a nail in and it goes past that two inches, the frost can penetrate through that nail and bring moisture. Is that? Well, that's a, so that's, you know, that's a issue anyway. You have a nail going through the foam, you're going to get condensation. Right. Yeah. But if you have one inches of foam against that, against that wall, potentially there could be a dew point reaction. You're going to create moisture and it could be at two inches. There's not going to be. Okay. Oh, know, so it's, it's through the, inches. through the foam itself. Through the foam itself. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, I yeah, got yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, like thermal makes... bridging almost like that. Yeah. 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 Oh, that makes way more sense. Yeah. yeah. So science. biggest, <laughs> biggest benefits, close cell foam, no air is moving through it. No dew point at two inches. Gotcha. Effective bar value. The downside to it is there's no, there's no uh, air moving through the foam. So you, you, you may create a home that's too tight that's below three air exchanges per mm -hmm. hour well then you need mechanical and you know you can control everything in modern building why not control the you know your, your air exchange sure. you know, people people don't like to put an erv or some kind of air exchange in their home codes are pushing us that way you're never going to see it in camps or in these smaller towns right. but you know these bigger bigger towns they're really pushing it sure yeah how many camps do you think you've done for us cabins? Oh boy, I bet, I don't know. a lot, huh? It's uh, been we've been together few. for a long time. I, mean, I feel like just this season we've lined them up. Boom, 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 boom. Oh well, man, I gotta say, it's you guys are my my favorite contractors. <laughs> you know, kudos to you. You guys are pushing out a great product, and you know, there's no stress, and it's always fun. Kudos to you. We yeah. call it, Jay. We need this done. Yep, you're on it. You're yeah, one of the couple done. subs that I've tried to teach Chase a lesson. Like when we first got started with you, I'd always write you a check right then and there. You know, when we right. first built the relationship, and um, you, you've always jumped for us, and um, yeah. really appreciate everything. Yeah. Sure. Well, it's yeah. been fun, man. It's uh, yeah. His hopefully you guys do twenty more seasons. I like being that small part of it. You know, really <laughs> oh, you're a big too. part of it. Yeah, especially this year. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. I think Maggie has a few questions. I do. All right, um, sort of talked about it earlier, but I'll ask it um, anyways. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. Um, what is the difference between ex open cell and closed cell? So it's, ex it's essentially that. It's an open cell structure as opposed to a closed cell structure. Uh, open cell is a five-pound foam. It's almost, it's, it's almost like a sponge. Um, closed cell foam is a tighter cell structure. It's two pound, three pound foam, or even higher. Oh, wait. So did I do it backwards? No, I don't know. So what? closed cell is a lesser number and open cell is a bigger no. number. Open cell is a five pound. Is, no, no, 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5, yeah, 0. Yeah, 0. 0.5. Okay, 0. sorry, 0. I missed the 0.5. That makes more sense. So half pound foam, we call it half pound yeah, foam. Yeah, it's density almost. It's yeah, it is density. Yeah. So so open cell is, uh, it's almost like a sponge. Mm -hmm. Closed cell is a, is a, just a structurally stronger, it's like a board foam. Two pound foam. Open cells point five. Closed cells two pound. Open cells are like a dollar sponge for the dollar store. That's closed right. cells like the good old three three M bristle pad. That's right. Yeah. So well, then, what's a, what's terms. a five pound foam? That's even stronger, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's steel wool. Like the, that's the big daddy of foam. <laughs> so the 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 roofing foam we use is three pound foam. And honestly, I've I've never sprayed anything over three. I think they make foam more. You know, that's in the higher densities, but. I mean, what's the application of that? I mean, if you're working for NASA, maybe. But, <laughs> right. Oh. So tensile strength of three-pound foam is really all you need. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. All righty. Um, next question is, could a homeowner do spray foam by themselves? Well, they could. Um, 
you know, there are frost packs out there, but I'll be honest with you, the, you know, the cost of a frost pack per board foot and the cost to have somebody who's a spray foamer that, that can use quality two pound foam board foot wise, it's probably cheaper to hire the professional to do it. Frost packs are great. If you need them in a pinch, you got to go somewhere. You know, you, you guys see our limitations. We come in with trailers. We need power unless you have a gen rig. There's there's limitations there. A homeowner definitely can do it. Um, get on YouTube and definitely do a couple. Yeah, we I do not recommend it. My <laughs> one piece of advice for that is make sure your tanks are heated and stay heated because when you start releasing that pressure, they cool right down and you can finish and have half a tank of material you throw away yeah, yeah that's not accessible yeah so if you um if you you know one one trick to that get an electric blanket wrap those things up plug it in let it sit overnight at 70 degrees and then you know you'll be able to spray with them but and they're messy i'm sorry frost pack frost pack is a is a small portable um insulation you can buy them. It's there. like two twenty-five pounds propane, propane, right? tanks, propane tanks, A and B, A and B, and they come with these long hoses and these plastic things. And at the end of the day, you're throwing away about fifteen pounds of garbage. That's you um, waste a lot yeah, of product. You waste a lot of product. And honestly, board foot wise, you're probably paying two bucks a board foot for it. Where I'll spray it for a buck thirty. You know, if but. if you're on a budget and you got to choose where and when to spend the extra money, I I know we highly recommend. Spend the money on the spray foam because it's, you're going to get your money back in the long run. Yeah. The hey, first but, job I did was with the frost pack for myself. Yeah. And what a nightmare that was. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. But, now, can, so if, if somebody, how would somebody, what's the best way somebody could prep and get ready for you for spray foam? Like you can't, it's not like cellulose. You couldn't just drill a hole in a wall and spray self up, uh, spray foam down into that and it's, yep. There are injection foams that you can do, but I don't do that. Yeah. That's more of an open cell thing. If they just shooting liquid down and then it grows into the cavity. It's, I haven't seen anybody around here that does that, but that you can do that. Um, how do you prep a job? Uh, biggest thing, take all your personal stuff away from the wall and cover it with plastic because we can make a hell of a mess. <laughs> that's, that's the biggest thing. Every, every time you pull the trigger, there's these 10,000 little balls that kind of shoot out and they get on everything. Yeah, there's, there's overspray. Oh, yeah. yeah. But how great is it for us to say, okay, Jay, camp's ready. Come back in two days and we're throwing the pine out. Oh, for it's, sure. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's a, uh, it is a messy, messy product, though. So preparation is, you know, just plastic and covering everything that you don't want to get ruined. And also, I mean, you, you're pretty great about, I've seen you take and spray some on, a, you know, spray some foam on a piece of cardboard, peel it back, and use that almost as a dam to block, do some sort of block stuff oh, like sure. that. Yeah, yeah. Like you've got a lot of different creative ways to kind of make it work in the spots, but even blocking over knot holes, you know, sure. we, we try and go in and because if you spray foam it and it has a spot to expand outward, you know, even if there's just tie par, then that there's going to be a bubble out there. So, well, that's because I was doing a job for a guy in his camp and he took his prized deer head and brought it outside the house while we were spraying and there was a knot hole there. And we sprayed and the foam went through the knot hole and on his deer. Oh. So we're always trying to be super careful. <laughs> foam will go, foam will travel a mile. What? It needs to hit something. And once it hits it, then it turns, then it, the, the chemical will travel, but it needs a substrate to hit on until it turns to foam. So that's the thing about roofing. So like we're doing roofing. So it's like, you could be spraying 
and the wind could pick up and you could shoot foam across town and it could land on somebody's car and then it turns to so you'd be very careful. You gotta be very careful. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. Not the job for me. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's just, yeah, it's a, uh, something you gotta worry about. Yeah. So that's how they can prep for sure. Well, I got one last question. What you got? How did you ever find a series of employees with the name Nemo in there? <laughs> I had Nemo and Nemo Squared. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the trippiest things ever. I'm like, I know I met the other guy. And he's like, no, his name's Nemo. I was like, yeah. what are the chances? Yeah, I had Nemo want to work for years. We still yeah. kind of worked together. And then Nemo Squared came along and he worked for a couple months. And then ever since then, every employee that I've had, I say, okay, we're going to Cabin Masters. When you meet Ryan, tell <laughs> yeah. him your name's Nemo. <laughs> I, I literally, like, four hours, like, I'm like talking to Ashley. I'm like, I'm so confused, but. <laughs> What are the chances, right? What are the chances? <laughs> yeah, Jay. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate everything. Thank you. And do you have a website or? I do. It's not a you know. It's a main installation systems dot com. I don't think I've looked at it personally in five. You got more than years, enough for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got plenty of stuff to do, but yeah, we're uh, yeah we're just keep keeping going, keeping our contractors happy, and doing a lot of efficiency main work right now. That's fifty percent of it. Keeping main warm. That's it. Well, thank you. I think we're going to head to the woodshed, or they're going to be bringing us snacks here next. So stay tuned. Yeah, thanks, Jay. All right, thanks. Painters love this moment. And while it might not look it, this moment too. Come on, don't be shy. Come on through. How do you guys like the, I like the new setup? We like it. It was great. Yeah. Is it improvement? Yeah, I love it. Awesome. So yeah, that's where the kitchen bar used to be. What's the story behind these shirts? Okay, so my good friend John Bopre has given me over the years. Um, this is Jim Rice, Hall of Famer. Um, and then Boston Strong and that. Who was that? Uh, picture. It's gonna take me a minute. Sorry, John. But yeah, he's um, given me the, uh, these over the years. Uh, he's a big fixture in Sugarloaf and is always a mentor to me. And uh, he's always been a big supporter of us. So yeah, thank you. And we've had him waiting to go up for a long time, so what a perfect spot. Let's get another opinion. John Tyler, Hammond won the reps. Woodshed regular, one of our most loyal customers. What do you think on the I think it's great. It gets people away from just the info way and you can just kind of mingle, have a good time, and meet up with friends. And it's good place. And we have a whole dining room back there. Yeah, that's great. What do you got going on, Paige? Yeah, we got some Carolina Gold Wings. We got our jalapeno poppers, our barbecue pork flatbread. Beautiful. All that good stuff. And look back here. This is where the kitchen is now. And you know, our, our cooks love to be seen, but they want a little privacy too, so. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. We have Evan, one of our favorite cameramen. Heidi, design team. Heidi's My uh, mom. Mo oh, mom. <laughs> Heidi's mom. <laughs> Jay, Jen. What do you guys think? Honest, what do you think? What do you, you like it? Very comfortable, yeah, very good. cozy. I like it. Now you gotta sit out. Yeah, these are for you guys. What are they? Oh, wow. These are Painter Jake's poppers, brand new to the menu. Painter Jake's poppers. Got our new smoked wings too, with the Carolina Gold sauce on them, and the pulled pork barbecue flatbread for you guys. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we got a whole new menu. Um, 
So I've only heard about the painter Jake Poppers now, and then um, they really made Doug the Plumber's day because there's a new French dip. It's called Dunk the Dug. Dunk the Dougie. Dougie was in the dunk tank the last um, lobster bake. And supposedly the au jus looks exactly like the water did. What did he say? It smelled like turtle? Yeah. You guys want to try some? Don't be shy. Get in here. Yeah, Come on. Don't be shy. Jake, Jake's poppers. I'm gonna try one of these. Ooh, have a popper. Have a popper. Oh, those are good. Jake's popper. Mm. This is on the cameraman. You've never. He's always on that side of the camera. Always on so that it's side. Nice to see him over oh, here. Yeah, I'm over here now. I'm trying a Jake's popper. That's good. Mm -hmm. There's a little spice. Yeah. Is it really spicy? Not bad. Would you have me order you something different? No. I'm gonna go for a wing That's now. That's delicious. Mm. Nice oh, job, Jake, come on, come try some food, buddy. Don't be shy. We got a popper over here. Personal poppers over here. Don't be shy, mom. I'll do a winger. Classic bruschetta. <laughs> the tacos are back. Yeah. Then we brought back our signature sandwiches for this winter, so everyone's excited. That's good stuff. Oh, the wayward Jaybird. <laughs> What's the wayward Jaybird? House smoked chicken salad and mixed greens in a spinach wrap. Ooh, I like that. that sounds like Do you know what these were right here? <laughs> what? I heard about it. <laughs> I don't even eat what? those. That I, mean, I, I don't really. I don't know about it. Hater Jake Poppers. I, I appreciate the, the heartfelt thing, though. It's cool. Yeah, I know. Piece of pizza? Oh, oh, right. just a t is that a teeny uh, piece? Yes, it's perfect. Okay, teeny. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. So as you can see, much like good. cheers. Everybody knows your name. I mean, it's a snack. That's not true. This is Chase Morrow. He plays some guys. He plays a carpenter on TV. Some guys don't fall. And those questions earlier, our friend asking about organization tools. This is Scott Clarkey. Our new shop manager. So he's gonna make sure all these guys. Jake, we got questions. You gotta put up with your tools back and get organized. Yeah. Okay. Shop manager. That's not a question. Not clean up after. It was a podcast question. It's like I get Brad. What's that? I don't get mad. Come on, guys. That's the show. Show them that. That's the get Brad. Come on in. Have you guys seen the new renovations? Um, no. Oh. I'm so excited. Oh, all right. So we, we want an honest response to the camera. What do you guys think? It's amazing. I think it is awesome. Like they said, this is our home way home, chasing their deep conversation. So Maggie and I will walk on out of here and see you some other time, right? Thank you, thank you everybody. So if you want to get involved with From the Woodshed, there's a bunch of different ways you can do that. If you have a question for Ryan and Chase or a question for Maggie or any of the other main cabin masters teams, reach out. If you think you're our biggest fan, Send in a photo of yourself and a phone number. Who knows? We might reach out. 
or we do love the project pointers. If you have a project you're working on, thinking about working on a camp, you just have some questions about how to move forward with it, let us know. Podcast at maincabinmasters.com and we will uh, hopefully be able to reach out to you and give you some uh, some advice. All right. I mean, heck, if you need any life advice, send it our way. Maybe we know it. Maybe we have an answer for you. If you have a you daughter who's it. a senior right now and thinking about college, you know, even commiserations, let us know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. But right now we have some questions for us. That we do. Are you ready? We are. Um. Okay. <laughs> I just read the first one. Uh, <laughs> Lisa Carroll says, at this point, do you consider yourselves more carpenters or TV performers? <laughs> carpenter. Always a carpenter. Yeah. But TV, get, being on TV has gotten easier. It has. For but sure. We're, we're 100% unscripted. You know, we're us. But we know where, where to stand because of the light now. We know what to say. Like, we're, we can go through the process quicker, you know, like, but we're not actors. We're not actors, and I think it's just it always is. It's always nice when we're able to get back to actually building. You know, it's it's just easy. It's almost like meditation and relaxing. Mm -hmm. Just yep, this wall needs to be pined up. Okay, here's the tools to do it. You don't have to think about anyone. Answer, be on a phone call, a Zoom it's call. True. Or... It's true. You know, and meeting. You know, you get in the zone where you just get going, even though the cameras are right there watching. It's like yep. I'm going to put up this wall. I'm going to hang these doors, do my thing. And then at the end, there's just going to be some cameras and questions about it. But right. I definitely, definitely appreciate the building side of things yeah. and always will, I think. I like to say that my dad pretends to be a carpenter on TV. When people <laughs> ask what he does. I mean, I've said I play a carpenter on TV, but <laughs> I got to admit when, yeah, when, you know, sometimes that question occupation, I put carpenter. <laughs> I'm like, I really am, I swear. <laughs> well, well, I always say this. It's like, you know, when a head chef of a restaurant gets successful, he doesn't cook on the line as many more because you got to deal with the other stuff and you have your sous chef. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I felt the same feeling that definitely when I'm more, a yearn to be on the job site because you leave it all away. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm more of a pencil pusher these days, to be honest. Not by choice. Not by choice. Okay. Thrilling. Um, next one, Cynthia <laughs> Casper. Put her hat out to her. She says that. <laughs> Do you have a sign-in slash out process for carpenters oh, needing These tools? Are funny questions today. Um, I'm in the middle of it. Stop talking, <laughs> please. Some kind of manager to keep track of ordering supplies. Cynthia, come. <laughs> oh God, don't we got this? Don't. Next, no, we do now. We finally do. Yes, we, we get, have finally have be, once we well, so the our new lumber yard episode is aired. Yeah, we now have Knowles Lumber out in Monmouth, where it's our construction headquarters. The back forty. We're starting to get organized. Yeah, we call it the back forty. We're starting to get organized. You know, everything's there. We've got a shop to prep things. We are on the right track. We are, and we actually now have a shop manager who's there and is in the process of getting all this stuff in place. You know, again, we we've got a great wood shop, Powermatic, set it up beautifully. Amazing we've got wood shop, very nice tools, and we want to keep it that way. But we also want a spot for people, you know, for our guys, for our crew members to be able to make stuff Create, for the show yeah. on their own for their place, you know, to sell that type of stuff. So we definitely need some level of organization just to keep it. And it's 
it's like life. You don't know. There's always going to be messes. <laughs> there's always going to be stuff missing. Somebody's going to use something when somebody else needs it. It's it's yeah. It's an endless. Battle. I've accepted that. <laughs> Ryan has accepted um, it. Cynthia, I to a point. I recently <laughs> we, we we got a tool room. I actually bought a gorilla cart so people wouldn't have the excuse to like just leave all the tools by the door. We'll bring it back. <laughs> Hasn't been implemented yet. So if you want to come over for a week or two and just stay on everybody, that'd be great. We don't have a label maker yet. I have a label maker. It's sitting in my <laughs> office ready to go. Of course you do. Cynthia, if you want to come make labels with me this winter, call me up. <laughs> but um, yes, we, we're on the right track. Here we are. Okay. Last question um, from <laughs> what's happening anymore? These are funny questions. Oh, my. Can you, like, at least wait until I read them? I can't. All right. This isn't even funny. Yes, oh, it is. <laughs> it is. This is from uh, Sarah Bergazi. Do you have bonfires at every building site? How do you keep warm? We used to. We used to. <laughs> uh, we got. Yes, we used to. But. We we were getting busier. People, we got lucky too. A couple of fires, like yeah, I, it's hard to keep an eye on it. I think it's like anything else; it can get out of hand. Yeah, and we used to have a burn barrel that we'd bring to job sites, and honestly, it almost becomes more problematic in the end at cleanup time because then you have this burn barrel full of ashes. You know, people are standing around it; it's muddy. There's at it's it's a bigger mess, right? And you know, again, people are burning a lot of stuff that shouldn't be burned. Shouldn't be burned, whether it's scrap pieces that aren't scraps yet. So we try and limit burn we bonfires a, now. We have a ban on pretty much. We have a burn pile at the back forty where yeah. a lot of material is brought to, but we also have a wood furnace in the back forty, so we try and save as much of the scraps to burn as well. And our dear friend Kim. And our dear friend Kim. Yep. Thanks, Kimmy. Kimmy lives out in Mount Vernon. Kimmy helps out a lot. We're out there a lot, and she takes. She loves all our scrap wood and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, just funny. Just a really funny group of questions. They all touched a little. Yes. Ner funny nerve, and they all have a funny story that maybe we'll go into more. <laughs> and we, yes, we have gotten lucky. That's a story for a round of bonfire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you have any more questions, again, like Chase said, send them in to um podcast at maincabmasters.com and that has to be the best set of questions yet that was a good one all right great job maggie thank you and now we are on to maggie's trivia question i feel like i haven't gotten to hear an answer in a long time i remember the last questions i i i'm not even sure i remember the last question um so i'm gonna read what i think is the question that we did um Name one of the two Bowdoin College explorers who sailed yes. together to the North Pole on the SS Roosevelt. Oh, oh I tried. It's one. We we've talked about him before. Yeah. Uh, There's two of them. Perry? Yep. Robert Perry. And Sir something? Nope. <laughs> Hamilton? Nope. Ah. Donald no. McMillan. Oh, McMillan. Perry's the more famous one. Perry's the more famous yeah. one. Yeah, that guy has a nut house down in Belfast. <laughs> I don't that even know what that Well, means. pre Maggie. <laughs> oh, there was a tourist trap in Belfast. Perry's Nut House. Perry's Nut House. And they had like um, stuffed animals and nuts and candy and they like, had real like animals. A, a taxidermied baby elephant. Yeah. They had all sorts of crazy, crazy stuff in there. My God. And they, they sold peanuts and fudge. Yeah. 
What on earth? It was a great place. A great American institution. I'm sure it was great. <laughs> still that little field It trip. is still there. The They sold off all the taxidermy animals. Animals? Animals. Yeah. Thrilling. Maybe a live podcast from that from next year. <laughs> okay. This week's question is, in what year was the voting age in Maine reduced to 18? Oh. That's a good question. If you know the answer, be the first person to email us at podcast at maincavamasters.com. I got another question. What year did the um, age to get your driver's license go from 15 to 16? Do you know the answer? I did. It was his year. I got my license when I was 15. I cannot believe they gave me my license when I was 15. Oh, Mag- Nori goes Monday. Yes. Oh, by the time this episode's air, we'll know if Nori's a licensed driver or not. Look out, cookout. <laughs> See how Karen did. <sighs> All right. Well, thank you to our guest, Jay Cook. Thank you to our sponsors, Hammond Lumber Company, Nelma, Benjamin Moore. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you. And from the woodshed, we'll be talking to you. From the Woodshed is brought to you by Nelma. See the stamp, trust quality. Hammond Lumber Company, our building materials supplier, and Benjamin Moore, the official paint and stain supplier of the Kennebec Cabin Company. Only available at locally owned stores.